Hey there, welcome to another members only podcast. Today, I want to talk about how to execute on freelancing. We talked about my th- mental frameworks for freelancing in the last freelancing episode. In this ep- that was kind of freelancing 101, I guess. Maybe I should rename it to that actually. Um, but this episode we want to touch on what how do you actually do it? Like what do you do to execute on freelancing? Um, so I guess you could call this freelancing 102. So I don't have a ton of time today, so I'm going to try to keep it short. And I know I say that all the time, but I really want to keep this to seven to 10 minutes max, but, and I'll, I'll try to keep it to that. So here's what I, here's the quickest way to tell you guys how to do this. I'm just going to tell you what I've done when I rate, when I built a digital agency to a hundred thousand dollars plus per year within the first year, selling contracts over $40,000 a piece to places like the world bank and ISPs and uh, Palantir and uh, and other and government agencies, but I can't talk about that. But so the int- the thing is, when you're building a freelance company, freelancing or on your own, or building a digital agency with a partner or a friend, it's all the same, the same approach. Okay, it's the exact same. You want to do it the same way, the same correct way. So here's what we do. Step one. You don't have to have an LLC, so don't start a company before you've tested the product, and that is true with services. Don't start the company before you test the service. So step one is you are like, think of it like you're setting up the business. Step one, setting up the business. If you're a freelancer, it's just you. So step one, setting up the business. What does that mean? Going to FreshBooks, getting a FreshBooks account so that you can invoice people with a real legitimate invoice, um, connecting FreshBooks to your PayPal and connecting your PayPal to your to a separate bank account. Same, it can be a personal bank. Just open a new account. Even if they charge you 15 per month maintenance fee, open a new account, connect your PayPal, make a new PayPal if you have to, a business PayPal. Remember, you're setting up the business. That's what you're doing. Set all that up separate, connect everything together. So when people uh, pay a FreshBooks invoice, it goes to your PayPal and then goes to your bank account. Set that up first. Step two, or step two, step one, I guess that was step 1A. Step 1B is to set up the contract. So you need to have some kind of exchange of services contract to be a real business, and that's what you need to do. So step 1A, you've got PayPal. Step one, we're setting up the company. Step 1A, we've got PayPal linked to FreshBooks. We can do invoicing. We've got all that set up, and you can test all that. Step 1B, we actually we go online. We search a basic exchange of services contract. We set that up. We download it. I, I would make a Google Drive or Dropbox or a box folder where you have your all your business documents. You have your business account or not accounting, but you have your business documents. You have uh, templates. So like new client, I, I might have a folder that says new client. And then in that folder, there's an exchange, a template exchange of services contract. There's um, a, and then that's it for now. So step 1C, set up a basic project plan template in Excel or a Google document. This is not necessarily the project plan that the customer or the client will see. This is just for you, okay? So set up a template, go online, look up templates of project plans, have some fun with this. If you're a practical person, you're gonna love this part. 
Don't spend too much time on this though. People can nerd out over this type of stuff and not do the actual work. Just spend three hours, go online, look for project plan templates, Excel files, Google Sheets, whatever it is, set up, just download the template and put it in your new client folder. That's it. Find the one you like. Don't even play with it that much. Put it in your new client folder. Done. Step 1D. Now you need to set up a few other things for the company. Okay, you you're not you haven't created a company, but in your mind, I want you to think of yourself as a company. So in so go to the folder that you put the new client folder in. You probably called this folder freelancing. Okay. And you can name it whatever your company is, or you can just call it freelancing, or you can name it yourself. So just so you know, you're gonna be doing business as a solo uh, business owner, which is, you know, a solo tax bracket. So you're going to be doing business under your first name and last name. So first name, last name. So if your name's Dane Miller, then you're going to be doing business on the invoices. It'll say Dane Miller, right? So very simple. Now, step one D is to set up these additional business documents. I want you to have a, um, financial goals, Excel file, and you can look up online templates, financial forecasting, in that template, put the financial goals that you need to hit every month to sustain your freelance business. What you can do is you can set it up such that it's just a thousand a month, and then in six months change it to three thousand, and then six months from there change it to six thousand. Okay, do it step by step. If you're really poor, if you if you already have a job, you can actually make the financial goals your current salary. If you don't have a job, making any money is better than making no money. So set it low and then stair step up. Okay, you need to have this mapped out though. This is part of S by the way in KSE. Okay, so that's step one D. Now another business document that you need is your is your executive summary. Okay, well, there's a lot of detail behind these topics. I, I I realize I could do an episode on each of these topics. My mentor has talked to me about executive summaries for probably seven hours. I've literally listened to him for over seven hours talk about this one topic and how important it is. But for you, since you're not starting a huge business, you're just starting a freelance business. I'll say it this simply, set up a document, this step 1D additional document in your folder, you're gonna put business executive summary. In it, you're gonna put, here's the type of freelance I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna sell WordPress themes to these types of people. I'm gonna, and then underneath that, put the strategy. I'm gonna walk in on businesses and do this. I'm gonna cold call these businesses. I'm gonna email, cold email these businesses. I'm gonna do some targeted Facebook ads. Look online, what are strategies people use, right? KSE, put it in this document. Now, also in the document, put your competitors. Who else do I see online that's freelancing? Find somebody who's new-ish but successful at freelancing. Put them in the document as your competitor. This will motivate about 25% of the population that's extremely motivated by competition. And in fact, there's a book called The Power of Introverts. Introverts are more motivated by competition than extroverts. So counterintuitive. But 50% of the, I would say 50% of the population will really respond to having competitors. For me, I'm a bit introvert extrovert, so I'm an introverted extrovert. So for me, I love competition. I actually have pulled up in a separate window all of the people that are competing with me because I, I want to beat them. 
you know, and I, also it's inspiring and all this type of stuff, but certain people find it inspiring, certain people find it demotivating and certain people find it highly motivating to beat them. It just depends on your personality type. So experiment with that. So in this document, you're going to put the competitors in the document. You're going to have what you're doing, how you're going to do it. And that's it. Okay. You need to be very specific though. I build, I sell WordPress websites to these people. Don't write build by the way, instead write sell. Trust me, this is a little trick that I'm, eh, it might be a little bit of an advanced thing to, to do for, if it doesn't matter what you write, actually ignore that advice. That's a little bit more advanced for people trying to raise their income. They have to start thinking in terms of sales instead of in terms of projects. For now, I think if you don't have any freelance revenue, thinking in terms of projects is fine. So you can write, I build WordPress websites for small businesses in Ithaca, New York, or I build, and this is called the one sentence plan. I could talk to you about the one sentence for at least an hour, but I don't have the time. So you have this document, that's step 1D, okay? You've got these business documents. They're all in your folder, okay? Step two, now that you've got the business quote set up, now you need to actually understand how do you bring on clients? I'm not going to talk about generating leads and getting clients. That's a whole other episode. And I did touch on that. We, you can do cold walk-ins to get clients, cold calls to get clients. That's a whole episode. Maybe we'll do another one on that specifically. But for this, we're just going to touch on this one step two, the final step here in this, in this very short freelancing uh, 102 video uh, audio. Basically, for step two, you need to understand the structure of a freelance contract and the way it all works, okay? The way it all works. So here's how it works. You get the client. Again, we're not going to talk about how to get the client, but let's just say you get the client. Immediately, what that means is you've sent them a document, an exchange of services document, and a project scoping or planning document. Okay, go to dane.io and then click on the how can I help you button and then go down to where I actually have a Google document that is free that you can get that is a contract and a project scope and project plan document. This is the document that you send to clients to get them to approve of the project. Go to my website, find that document. You can delete a lot of it because it's probably a lot of it's not applicable to you. We did design and branding, so as well as development. So if you're just doing programming, you can delete a lot of the document. But look at it; it's a great template. This is the document you send back and forth. The client goes, "Oh no, we wanted to tweak this. We want to actually build a website and a mo and um, a mobile website. You know, I need you to make it mobile optimized. So you add that line item, right? And then you then you go over and you add. 500 bucks or whatever. So you basically iterate, you go back and forth with the client on this document. This document has the prices, it has the project scope and plan. If you don't understand how to do the pricing section, which if you go to my document and scroll down, you'll see the prices. If you don't understand how to do the prices, just pick a very low amount of money for your first client. So instead of doing individual line items like, oh, you want a mobile responsiveness, that's 250 bucks. You're not, you're not going to know how to do that. So instead, just in the pricing section, just bundle it all together and be like, here's what we're going to deliver on. Here's the website you're going to get. Total cost, 1500 bucks. Right, So where I put in my Google document, go look at it, where I put the line items, you're just going to put 
the bundle price, okay? You're just gonna bundle all of it together because you don't know enough to break things down into line items, right? So you're just gonna be like, oh, this, you know, at the end of the document, it's just gonna be like 1,500 bucks or something like that, or 750 or 1,000 bucks. These are good prices for new freelancers. These are great prices. You'll get clients at this rate, trust me. So you go back and forth. You make this document. You go back and forth with the client. You close the doc. When we say close the client, what we mean is the client has put money in your account, in your merchant account. So the way that we close this client, so keep in mind when you're selling or when you're freelancing, getting to the close is the most important thing at first. So you're going to be going back over email, over Skype, doing phone calls maybe, getting this this document locked down. We call it locked document, lock the document. So the client agrees, boom, done, final email. Everybody agree? Okay, cool, done. Pay this invoice, so in the document, it, st- it states that you've taken the bundle price of the whole project and you break it into threes. So you get a third up front, a third in the middle, and a third at the end. And you identify checkpoints. So you say the third at the beginning, what we're going to do is it's going to be the start of the project. The third in the middle, we're going to be done with half the website. And it's these pages and it represents this much of the website. And then at the end, when I hand off the website to you and finally deliver the project and you're satisfied, the final third payment. Okay. So that's what it's going to say in the document. And you'll see this on my template, by the way. So to get the, to get the close, to get to the close, you're going to tell the client, look, deposit or reply to my, uh, fresh books invoice and, and wire the money, PayPal, the money, send the money. However, fresh books sets it up so that the money goes from them to in your bank account, the first deposit, one third of the project. This is a very common thing. Everybody will do it. No clients will complain because it is very common, okay? The prerequisite to this, by the way, is that I'm expecting that you have a website set up so that you look credible. You have to be credible, okay? So now you've closed the client. Boom, done. I've just walked you through the whole formula. That's that's the whole like setup and close at a super high level. That's the whole setup and close and how I think of it. Break things into thirds for the contract and the payment get the client to agree on what the the middle payment like get the client to very specifically agree like after we complete three website pages the middle payment comes in don't be nebulous be very specific about you, you don't have to do line items but when you're breaking the payment into threes you have to be very specific on what receives the payment like what actions warrant the payment and and you'll see that kind of in my document i think but i think you can understand where i'm coming from Um, it's not that hard to understand so you've got it broken into threes the client has deposited the first third payment into your merchant account that's connected which is basically your paypal which is connected to your bank account you get paid boom you start working Okay, you spend a couple hours if you already have a job at night, you spend a couple hour, a bunch of hours on the weekend, or you don't have a job and you spend all your time working on this one project. You get to the middle payment, boom, middle payment comes in, done. You get to the final, you make sure you over deliver, you give the client a great website experience, you communicate very well with them over email, you, you do phone calls with them to check in and show them about the project and how it's coming every week. You know, just be a communicator person and everything will work out well. Now, the final thing I'll say is that you want to delight people in whatever way you can. So one tip, one trick rather, is every client that you close, make a spreadsheet, call it your CRM, your business CRM, and put the client's name 
and you could do this for all your leads as well, but that's a separate conversation. Put the client's name in the CRM and then make a description box on what what you did for them and then link to their website and then make a another bo- column that's the date you last followed up. And then keep following up with these people because your clients usually lead to other clients. Most wealth is made from connections. So your clients will lead to other clients because they'll refer you. How do you, how do you get clients to refer you? You stay top of mind. So you keep reaching out to them with, with value-add material. Here's a great trick. Get their, bir- um, get their birthday or, get, or you could do holidays. But I, send, I used to send clients handwritten letters you know, just a, not a long, not a long letter, just like a, a card with a handwritten salutation, and I would send that on their birthday or on their company's birthday is a great one, or on a like their anniversary of joining that company. Holidays work okay, but holidays, eh, it's less personal. You know, you could do an email. You know, some of the best agencies I've worked with, they email me still to this day every holiday, saying, "Hope you have a great holiday." Like. And so, and that's great. You know, I think that's a great tactic. But the cards and the combination of the personalization of the of the the date, you know, a birthday, an anniversary of joining the company, etc. That's really key, especially if you could do the date the company was founded, the company anniversary. That's a powerful one too. Um, okay, that's it. Done here. Let me know if this helped. Freelancing 102. Next episode goes a little bit deeper. Freelancing 103. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.